Poet Revolt Cosmetics helps you shine in all your moments with a variety of clean, cruelty-free, and non-sticky lip glazes. This makeup artist's created and approved brand carefully curates clean ingredients including peppermint to help you feel good and do good as a portion of proceeds goes to selected mentorship programs that give youth and young adults the confidence and tools to be successful. Holt Revolt offers long-lasting shine and moisture, and this is the part I'm excited about, Taylor. Tell me about it. <laughs> Holt Revolt is also offering our listeners a 10% discount off your next purchase using code CIRCLE when you check out. Get glazed today at HoltRevolt.com. That's H-A-U-T-E-R-E-V-O-L-T.com. Awesome. Go check it out, y'all. Check it out. Hey, y'all. It's Taylor Bree, and I just wanted to let y'all know what this episode is about. Yes. So this episode is called Letters to My Younger Self, and in this episode, Amber and I talk about um, lessons that we've learned through certain time points in our life. Um, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, We got very transparent and Mm -hmm. also had lots of good talking points of things that are, I'm sure, mutual experiences that someone listening went through. Yes. So we hope that you guys enjoyed the transparency and we hope that it was very relatable. So enjoy. Enjoy. Amber Cherie and Taylor Breeze here and this is the Inner Circle Podcast. Welcome to season four. Welcome to season four. (laughs) Very excited to be here. Yes. Shout out to all the supporters. Yes we've made it to the fourth season in I don't have my phone in front of me, but I think we're in like seven or eight different countries. Oh, I don't. Yeah. And you know, I don't really keep track of those metrics. I, I like analytics. Yeah, so that's fair. And as an update, um, we are over 800 plays. So we're think- going to get there. We are. I think we are because we have what? Three months left. Yeah. Two and a half months. Uh, not, that's I'm also not keeping track of that. <laughs> But I already am anticipating 2022, so I'm excited for that. Okay, okay. Making moves, you know, you got to put in the work now uh, to see the results later. Very true, (laughs) very true. So thank you guys for your continuous support and helping us reach our goal. We appreciate it. And Taylor has taken over most of the creative space this season, bringing on her close friends. Um, so it'll be, it's, it's been really cool kind of learning who is in her inner circle that she interacts with. Yeah. So. Cause I mean, I do thinking about myself, right? Like I don't, I share a lot, but then I also don't, okay. I feel like, I mean, like with you, all the stuff that I do share, I feel like, I don't know. Do you okay. feel like I'm really transparent with you? Cause I don't like, know honestly <laughs> that's so random we were so much your friends and you talking about transparency. well you said I get to see who I'm close with so. um so there's people that you talk about 
more than others. And then also too, there's people that you've talked about in certain different parts of your life because yeah. of different stages. Yeah. So I'm sure everyone that I've met so far, you have talked to me about, but maybe it's been based off of like a situation or a story. Yeah, that's fair. But like your close friend group, like Maggie, mm-hmm. Titiana, yeah. like some of those friends that you've had since, Kristen, hi- yeah, yeah, that you've had since like high school yeah, and into college. Like I know I've, I've never met um some of these individuals yeah but I've heard you talk about them consistently but then there's some people from you know college or around that college time that I've never you might have talked about them but you don't talk about them that often and that's fair because they come and go unfortunately Mm -hmm. um but then I think there's people like yeah I I keep in contact with that you probably wouldn't know yep yeah and I think it's also to um there is a lot of you hang out with a lot of different types of people no matter like what their background culture race sexual orientation what whatever Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't say that I don't have large groups of different people that I interact with but there's a core group that I hang out with consistently and then most of the people that I interact with I went to school with yeah. And majority of them are black because I was in a black Greek organization. Yeah. And but like when it comes to like business, you know, I know a lot of people that are not necessarily black, but they're are in awesome spaces, different genders and different backgrounds and ethnicities. So yeah. I don't know. I just feel like myself like <laughs> is very like a spectrum all the time. Like mm-hmm. I'm a sliding scale all the time. So I think that's kind of what my friends and my inner circle embody and Mm -hmm. it's nice because I can tap into any part when I feel called to Mm -hmm. um so all in all I think it's just all yeah I mean the people who you're close with are a reflection of you or you become a reflection of them Um, so that's why it's important to be very intentional on who you keep around and Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of my approach too like I'm very intentional like if my really close friends even invite me to hang out and I'm just like not in the mind space to hang out like I will say no even though I know that's like you know the time that we could share together but it wouldn't be like I've tried to force myself and it's just not so anyways um (laughs) close circles um very intentional on who I keep around so um shout out to all those who I keep around (laughs) um so yeah but yeah so do you let's just I feel like this is going to be a long one so maybe we don't like kind of give life updates this yeah because there's not too much that has happened in the last two weeks that we have talked to you guys really I mean nothing really so um and this one's going to be kind of uh at least for me I know it was emotional preparing for this uh show so um we'll just keep moving so Taylor what is the word of the week 
So the word of the week is martyr. So I was inspired. Can you spell by that this. so they know exactly what you're what you're saying? And I, when you first said, I thought you said murder. So oh, then I was yeah. confused. So spell it for. So martyr for is listen. spelled M A. Just M A R T Y R. Um. So to be a martyr, um, I'm gonna use it as a, as a noun. Um, is a person who is killed because of their religious or other beliefs and then there's the verb um to martyr um would be kill um someone based on their beliefs so it's kind of weird because it's both a noun and a verb um but when we usually think of martyrs um they it's an interesting word because it actually does have a mixed connotation um it can be negative in the way that someone died for their beliefs in like a ridiculous way um and our beliefs right because beliefs are bias so Mm -hmm. um by my bias I could believe that like really you would die because you believe science isn't real right um but then there's also the the idea of being a martyr like for a prime example um Martin Luther King Jr. Mm -hmm. um he was killed for his beliefs um and doing his during his social justice um you know profession and everything like he was literally doing what he believed in and he was killed at that time so um and Mm -hmm. there's many uh, heroic martyrs and there's also very um tragic martyrs out there too Mm -hmm. so I just um thought that was a good word to use because I think a lot of times um we have to be intentional on what we are really dying on the anthill about like that or molehill I think is what people say mm-hmm. and it's like uh, so are you really so attached to this belief this ego that you would die for this or is this just something that is purely ego and that you can allow to come and go and to allow yourself to transcend and to you know, your full potential versus just having this belief that may not in the end be fulfilling your purpose. So, Hmm. um, yeah, just keep it in mind. Think about your beliefs and also how attached to them you are and the really the reasons why you are. Um, I think that says a lot. So just say martyr, use it in a sentence. Yeah okay (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) so y'all with this episode um how we came up with it was uh we were having conversations reflecting on our past and I also had a side conversation with Bianca which you guys have met about just reflecting on your journey and where you've been and thinking back on some of the, (laughs) I wouldn't say mistakes, lessons you learned uh, to get you and lessons you're continually to learn Mm -hmm. um, to really um, make up the person that you are today. And so we're going to label this episode's letters to our younger self. Mm-hmm. And Taylor and I have chosen different time periods, two to three different time periods in our life 
where they have been pivotal um, or impactful. And we're just going to take, you know, a couple of, we're going to take a couple of minutes going over the letter um, and then maybe have a little bit of dialogue. So we're being very transparent um, right now. And so we're hoping that we will be able to benefit someone else that maybe is going along in their journey and can relate. And so um, please interact or let us know what you think about this episode. And so, yeah. Yeah. All right, you want to go first? You want me to go first? So I actually took a little spin on mine. Okay. So it's not necessarily like age frames, even though at first I did think of it in like age frame of Mm -hmm. like a lesson that I learned or something that I would like tell myself then, but then it came down to more concepts or topics than really, because I feel for myself and also I think in a lot of people's life, like childhood and your uh, journey is often something that you return to many times Mm -hmm. um and so that's kind of why it was hard for me to say okay my 10 year old self like yeah I'm an adult now um so there are things that I know now that I didn't know then however there are still patterns of like stuff that may be arising so Mm -hmm. um so you want to go first yeah I'll go first okay (laughs) so um the first concept or topic that I wanted to write to myself I thought of myself around age 10 um and at that age I think expectations Mm -hmm. um and so uh my letter says (laughs) um for context I wanted to be a fashion designer in New York so um I remember one thing (laughs) when my stepdad I first met him when I was eight he asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up and I said a diva because at that time also um Beyonce Beyonce's Mm -hmm. diva was out so okay context um (laughs) (laughs) I'm writing to you to let you know that I have graduated college and that I am not a fashion designer in New York However, I am a molecular bioscientist in Indiana. Um, 12 (laughs) years seems like a lot of time, but I really have just started to find uh, my way in life. And I've also found that there is more time, uh, a lot more time in life um, than we could think. Um. Something that I should keep in mind is expectations. Um, So that's the end of the letter. Um, But I wrote a bullet point about expectations and things about things that come to mind. I'm like kind of I'm processing everything because I've already reprocessed and like mm-hmm. try to package it. Um, I also don't want to be emotional because I just don't Girl, have the I, energy. I'm going to cry tonight. So <laughs> I literally just don't have the energy. Okay, to- <laughs> I, I just give you a heads up for you to be like, oh my gosh, she's out to break down. Just, it's like, Girl, calm down. I'll just pat your back. <laughs> Um, But as far as expectations, and um, when I was younger, I I really believed the world was my oyster and that everything is 
my fingertips. And I still believe that. And so as far as expectations goes with 10, it's like, okay, no, you're not going, or I could still be a fashion designer, but I didn't choose that way of life. And mm-hmm. I think having these expectations as I go through life may um, hinder me from where I'm supposed to actually be. It's mm-hmm. not saying that I'm you know, not fulfilling my purpose being a scientist and doing biology and things of that nature. But when I think of boxing myself into being a scientist for the rest of my life, I think that is the type of mindset that I kind of get afraid of. Um, Mm -hmm. I wish that, and now knowing what I know, I would have thought about the type of life that I wanted to live, not about the status that the, the job that I live that I work in and I Mm -hmm. define myself by Mm -hmm. because I thought fashion designers were divas honestly Mm -hmm. um and also now being a scientist I think there is a a plethora of ways to exist in this role and to succeed in this role um so I just would like to re- establish that expectations are good to have and at the same time you must be willing to uh, veer off from them from time to time they're not goals right goals you you set you expectations may not be exactly um what you imagine them to be so okay there's that one I like it. Um, it's a little bit, it's not that deep, but it's it's something that I'm working through right now. Understood. So body one. Oh, you're gonna go through all of yours. Oh, I yeah, thought we're gonna, gonna go back and forth. I thought we were okay. That. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> what what's your first letter? Uh yeah, because we need to break this up. I don't want it to be all like emotional the entire time. So yeah. um mine was so this first letter to myself was placed around high school Mm -hmm. not necessarily a particular grade but just high school and so the first the thing that I would tell myself is losing friends is okay Mm. so I am talking to you as a 31 year old and I'm talking to your 14 to 17 year old self mm-hmm. myself excuse me and um I know that it's important that you have all of these friends but just understand that the friendships that you're making right now and all of the energy that you're putting into to either keep them or what have you like friend it's okay to lose friends you'll be fine mm-hmm. Um, also don't let so much of your focus be around your friends Mm -hmm. and drama. Um, and then also like focus on having healthier, like your, your soul focus on having friends and, and what you are, what they're consumed with that sometimes maybe the things that they are doing is not necessarily productive or healthy or effective. So it's important for 
obviously I know now and I'm talking to myself at a younger age, but like you will learn so much as you go along once you reach 31 that the friends that you currently have at 17 or or 14 are not the ones that you might have when you get older. Mm -hmm. There's a chance that you thought that these friends would be forever. Yeah. And they end up, you know, not even making it with you to college, which you don't, you don't, haven't seen that yet because you haven't made it there. Yeah. But, um, it's okay to have friends for a season. You'll learn that as you continue to go through your seasons. Right now you're in high school, you're so embodied and you're so engulfed in what's going on um, that you are allowing yourself to be brought into drama and distract you from your goals. And it's not worth it. Um, it's, It's really not worth it. And then also some of the decisions that you're making are more, um, can also be like you don't you don't know what other people have going on in their household or how your friends why they're acting the way that they're acting yeah and sometimes the interactions are the backlash that you might be going through and how that's impacting your mental health mm-hmm. um how you need to distance yourself and you'll learn that as you get along also to like it's a be open to forgiveness and self-reflection right now you are thinking you know you're going you I can think of and just coming a little bit out of my letter to myself I can think of a few friends that I had that definitely didn't even make it through high school (laughs) but um towards the end of high school we had very mature conversations um and there was you know a level of self-awareness and forgiveness and so at, when you are doing or when you are receiving that, also re- think about like how that's important and, and it's going to be good as you get older into college and into your adult life. Also, don't take on other people's baggage. Mm-hmm. Um, you have your own baggage to bear. Focus on what you have in front of you. Be willing to forgive. Stay in your lane. And the last thing that I would tell you, girl, is shut your damn mouth and mind your own business. Because <laughs> you're so quick to also be in not necessarily other people's business, but you'll learn later on down the line that um, people will share things with you uh, about certain things that might be going on and or how they feel about other people. And it's really important which I'll talk about in my next letter as I'm getting, you know, to my older, a little bit older self, that emotional IQ is so important. So that's what I would tell you at 17 or 13 through 14 through 17 is just don't put so much, don't base your entire world around people and and your friends because people are so fickle. Yeah um and especially if it's toxic like let it go yeah so that's what I would tell you Amber in high school (laughs) sticking to myself from third party or third third person and it's also that you can tell these stories right yeah it's also that you can have the wisdom of what you went through in high school like I feel like high school is such a it was for me the stakes are real low 
like okay like the risk like you take risk in high school but most of the time oh they're just high schoolers testing Mm -hmm. the boundaries right Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah you know there were times of punishment and I had a lot uh, of those (laughs) consequences definitely had a lot of those (laughs) but and not even saying like parental consequences just by the decisions that you make like I try to stay out of trouble so much easier if I had done x y and z yeah um but you know it's you live and you learn so especially when you start thinking about like boyfriends oh my god or people you're interact i'll speak for myself yeah um and if there's any of them that are listening which i don't think they do but if they would (laughs) (laughs) old boyfriends um yeah i was a hot mess in high school i mean i Uh, think most people are uh some people have their life together uh in high school some but i also think it depends on how you were trained in your household a little bit too. Who are your parents and what type of environment you're in? That's fair. Um, I would no. say, sorry. No, go ahead. I would say they're mostly sheltered is what you're saying. Oh, the ones that have it together? The ones who seem like they just like never do anything wrong. Like most of the time they're really sheltered. Yeah, or they might have the perception that they're doing nothing wrong when they're really doing a whole bunch of stuff that no one can see. But that's different because I was friends with those type of people. (laughs) I was, yeah, definitely friends with those type of people in high school. It is so funny. uh, Like, high school doesn't seem like that long ago for me. Like, because it really wasn't. It It wasn't. It was really only five years ago yeah it's shorter to you than it is to me well yeah <laughs> I'm old <laughs> yeah that's fair but it's such a foundational mm-hmm. part of life but my next letter throws it a little bit back okay so um, what's your next letter about so it's 13 okay um so around but, that time period yeah but you know middle school more so or in Eighth my grade. opinion well seventh through eighth yeah okay okay so um a lot of my life I have struggled with body image Mm -hmm. um so this is a letter to myself but it's really just like a motivational concept not necessarily like a direct um what is the second person to your like a it's not an informal tone it's kind of more of like a story tone okay so it's kind of like that anyways so body confidence and worthiness is held within this vessel the vessel itself is not these virtues the concept of my body has been one of restrict and binge the problem with that is that the pendulum is never in the middle for long Going from one end to the other, making my body in a constant state of stress instead of equilibrium. It's okay to enjoy the simple pleasures. However, losing yourself to them is a distraction from where you are supposed to be. Equilibrium is the body's preferred state. Body is an embodiment of the mental. Without the two being aligned, there will be a loss of equilibrium so that's uh poetic uh, <laughs> I wrote this this morning at the gym um okay. and part of that is like this whole time I will go from one end to the other mm-hmm. and a lot of it had to do with like people's criticism too and mm-hmm. the way that 
people have always commented on my body and how that's like stuck with me so Mm -hmm. like you know when I was younger I was a lot thicker Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was a little chubby and I remember I just can like there's two or three comments that people said that like made me think of it and um that I can think of right now that I'm like dang like I was a fat little kid you know and then Mm -hmm. that was because other people told me I was Mm -hmm. and then when I got into middle school I started um having an eating disorder Mm -hmm. um I was anorexic bulimic and I lost a lot of weight and I don't think a lot of people knew because I was really like, um, <laughs> I mean, people knew that I, I lost weight. I knew, uh, well, one, you, I was in college. Mm-hmm. And the next time I saw you, I was like, what did, not, not no shade to you, dad. What the hell did <laughs> happen? <laughs> like my little sister came back, came back looking, I wouldn't say scary, but very different than what I thought you yeah the last time I saw you and I mean I was going through puberty yeah so I think that's also another part of it um had a lot of life changes at that Mm -hmm. point and now knowing the psychology of eating um disorders um it's usually in teenage Mm -hmm. to my age even now Mm -hmm. um women and men too Mm -hmm. and we forget about them a lot and uh when you feel like you don't have control and I think that that's what it is that pendulum that I'm talking about that pendulum of needing to control everything to the pendulum of everything's lackadaisical and like whatever and I just want to feel good it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter yeah um yeah so I, I think with the body, it's so amazing in the way that it just keeps chugging along and it adapts to what you're putting it through. Mm-hmm. And through the adaptation, you go through stress until your body's like, okay, well, this is what we're going to be doing. So then we're just going to be comfortable where we are. Mm-hmm. And to change it takes a lot of energy and mentally and Mm -hmm. physically to change it and um it's just really important and to anyone listening who struggles with eating disorders to uh, one for at this age I feel like having a therapist would help a lot Mm -hmm. um and like the comparison of what other people's body looks like um I feel like that's our biggest downfall Mm -hmm. um we're always yes there's an inner critic but what is the inner critic saying to you is it saying like people are saying this about me or is it saying I don't look like how that person looks on Instagram who Mm -hmm. is posed in a certain way um and probably has surgery well I mean oh you're talking about the super skinny uh or any any of them you never know like you can't just say they probably have surgery some people have really good genetic not not to say that one's good or bad but have those type of genetics yeah like they just 
only gain weight in their butt and I've seen it <laughs> and I've seen it and you know who you are if you're listening to it and I'm just like what if I was gaining weight like yeah you have the problem of your jeans not fitting but like it's in a good way it's <laughs> but um either way um I would just say to myself is just love yourself confidence mm-hmm. and worthiness comes within and from within and you are capable of being loved and accepted wherever you are right now um, no matter what you look like love it so that's it okay yeah well mine is not anywhere as poetic as yours was as far as body but um this next letter to myself was more around uh after college Mm -hmm. And it kind of takes place when I moved right after college. And so what I'm saying to myself is, you've made it, well done. You mm-hmm. finish your degree, you've come to university and um, came to do exactly what you had set your mind to do. You've sacrificed a lot you've gone through, um, you've given up summers, you've taken large um, course loads, and you've even decided after you've graduated to spend more credit hours (laughs) trying to get your qualification for CPA. I think that you are amazing, but I also think that the time that you spent so much focused in your books um, didn't allow you to be able to enjoy moments that you might have missed in the long in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know that the you might not know now, but the individuals that you have interacted with and university are going to be some of your best friends as you become an adult. Understanding networking and meeting these individuals now, you will see them prosper and in so many different ways. And it will be full circle as you become an adult on some of the interactions that you end up having Um, or things that you end up participating in. Mm -hmm. One of the things I would love to tell you that (laughs) will continue as you get through your 20s is that emotional EQ is so important. And in this new position that you are about to um, be in, you will learn the hard way of that. And um, that's okay. It's okay. Um, sometimes your stubbornness can over overtake <laughs> overtake your decisions. Um, and so one of the things that I would want to just let you know as you are right now feeling very lonely, confused, um sad but then also happy you know too this is your first time away from family and you really don't have too many friends that you have where you are and during this time it's going to be a huge self 
um, discovery and journey. You will get closer to God. You will go through things that you never would have thought you would go through. Mm -hmm. You will turn inward into yourself. You will read. You will be in some of the best shape of your life. And you also will meet your, um, be reconnected to your soulmate. And so you being in this um, time period that you're in right now might seem very dark. Um, now I'm about to cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. And the decisions that you, you make at this time period, mm-hmm. you won't know why you're making them or how beneficial that they are but they will you will see as you continue to get to where where you I am talking to you now mm-hmm. and so I will just leave you with these words as you are reading through the bible doing the Daniel fast um waking up at 5 a.m in the morning going to the gym and trying to figure out if this career as an accountant is for you, it's okay. You will, the work that you're doing right now and the detoxing of things that you thought were important to you or the things that people have said or told you or the people that you have interacted with that are no longer around Enjoy the people that are, that you have the opportunity that have shared their home with you, that have taken you in, that have treated you like family and that have supported you in this time period. You won't understand. Um, and even though you might not necessarily talk to them every day or even in most times now, they have later on down the line, you will see how impactful these individuals are mm-hmm. during this time period. And so as you are transitioning and packing up your apartment (laughs) uh, and then you've left your wallet in the U-Haul and now you have to unpack the whole U-Haul to find your wallet (laughs) and you're stressed out trying to get home just real or to your new destination, just realize that um, you will understand that moving to Ohio was one of the best decisions for your personal well-being Mm -hmm. and you might not understand that now but you understand that emotional EQ that I mentioned to you at the beginning of this letter that that is going to be a continuous uh, lesson that you will have to learn that will bring you to where you are right now so are you talking to me right like, I'm talking to myself. <laughs> I know, but I'm literally like in that place right now. Yeah. I, Taylor, I tell you all the time when you tell me about your stories and the things that you go through, which we won't share in detail here. <laughs> I I keep telling you, girl, I've been through that. And you keep be I think you look at me as like this little, I don't think you think I'm perfect, but I think you think I have my like somewhat have my stuff together that I've never gone through half said to shut up. <laughs> That I've never gone through most of the things that you've gone through. Uh, I have. And that's why I try to tell you, like, girl, 
is you are like at least you have a lot of support and you have people that are willing to pour into you yeah which I did too but I'm stubborn so like it's hard but I've made a lot of mistakes and and have if I'm being transparent burned a lot of bridges and so if I can pass along any things to you as a person that was your age trying to figure my life out and was a hot ass mess I would I would try to save you from yourself because I wish somebody would have helped me save myself and I mean myself I just yeah but I also feel like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be yeah you're supposed to learn these lessons Dressing. that's what that whole emotional letter now and crying and all this other stuff so um, anyways thank you yeah I, I think it was really nice honestly you know I I had my little bullet points because you know I'm just that person but yeah. then when I went off the dome I was, was like it came more genuine because yeah. that first one in high school I was like okay let me make sure I get this and that and it wasn't even as good I think they were both good in well, their own you. ways to be honest I appreciate that yeah you're, <laughs> you're both fine there's no judgment um, all right so what's your letter so this one is to me now oh, um, okay and going towards the future do we need to get some tissues no Oh, okay. be fine. All right. <laughs> I told you like right now I am you're like I have no tears left to give <laughs> I just I don't know anyways so um <clears throat> so this is kind of similar pose as the last one it's not necessarily a letter okay um so here we go um indulgence versus abundance this is the concept um this one i took my time with so indulgence is to take advantage of an opportunity to to reward and give into a thing in a way that is not sustainable for long-term health or wellness the dictionary definition to satisfy or yield freely to a desire or interest to satisfy freely or in excess will lead to long-term longing for more. A foundation of hard work and acknowledging from which the source, the energy flows must be intact. Abundance is to have an endless supply of a thing. By definition, indulgence is something that makes you feel good. Serotonin and dopamine rush into your synapses when you give in to those things that you've lusted for until they become your vices. To the point when whenever you feel depleted or underwhelmed, you overindulge to your detriment. Detriment deterring from your goals. The goal of peace and abundance. This is not to say that you may not lust for things every once in a while, but caution must be taken when in a fragile state of stress. Stress is kin to lack of clarity. Thus, during these moments, it is it may be hard to make sound decisions to turn away from indulgences. For your overall well-being, I pray that you use discernment of situations and continue to move towards peace and abundance. Amen.
So okay. Um, this part, this concept of indulgence versus abundance, I think I, feel like I that's your word of the year because I keep using that word. That's what I was about to say. It actually is like my mantra that I'm setting an intention for my life. Like it's yes, I discovered it this year, but I do think it's going to be like a whole life thing for me. Okay. Um, and and. I've been in search of this word or concept um, for my whole life because I feel like I've always had indulgences. Like we would have moments of going shopping, but not necessarily like for me, like I want a foundation to build off of. And I think the biggest difference and what I tried to convey in that letter or um, poem, whatever, is that it to have abundance, there must be some type of give to versus an indulgence is always something that comes to you. Mm-hmm. So for abundance, for me, and why it's been so like foundational, and what I'm trying to build is that I'm working hard for it. And so it's not indulging, it's using what I've earned necessarily. Like that's the goal that I'm working towards, not necessarily indulging into luxuries or um, just different indulgences, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess to myself right now I'm just encouraging myself to keep going and to go towards abundance which may not right now seem feasible mm-hmm. or I may be operating from a place of scarcity okay um and so when I think of abundance it gives me the confidence that my bed is being made right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. I am not done And I think that's another part of it is the impatience Mm -hmm. um, that comes with abundance. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, when you grow an abundance of crop, it comes in a season. You Mm -hmm. have to till the ground. You have to plant the seeds, water the seeds, and whatever else. I kill plants, so I don't know what else you do. (laughs) I thought you were a plant mom. They're dead. They're Uh, all dead? (laughs) Oh, my God. I, even the palm that we talked to Chelsea about yes it's dead okay I don't plant I not <laughs> that's not my thing um if I was in California they'd probably be alive still I grew some strawberries which are hard to grow mm-hmm. in California but anyways mm-hmm. um the thing about abundance is it does take work mm-hmm. the thing about indulgences is, is it's an entitlement. It's a, mm. I don't feel good. So I'm going to go get my chicken tenders and a blizzard. And that's an <laughs> indulgence. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, if you keep indulging, then you never, when, once you get satisfied, like I operate, this is terrible, but from a place of darkness, like mm. I am most productive when I am at the darkest. <laughs> and okay. so okay. for me, when I'm like, oh, I just want to feel good right now, I feel mm-hmm. that most of the work is not being done. But it's not to say that's 
only how I'm doing. And if I'm being super productive and doing well, you should be worried. Like, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying in the sense of like the motivation to get my stuff together is much more present when I'm coming from a place of like, okay, I need abundance and I'm coming from scarcity right now. I want an abundance of joy. I want an abundance of money. I want an abundance of love. I want to like all these things that I need to manifest and continue to work for, um, I think come in when I stop thinking about scarcity. But also when I know I have the the plan laid in front of me, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. I know what it is I need to do. And so I'm gonna just grind for it. And I think that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> so that's that. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, this is my last one. Mm-hmm. Um in this time period takes that's crazy that we both had like similar to right now. Yeah. But the beginning of this one was more uh when we were about to get married. Mm-hmm. So it's what three years ago? A little bit over three years ago. So no time is flying yeah um so um this one starts out as you are right now you are on top of the world girl um you have your ring you have your man and you are months away from getting married um you've been given opportunities to sit on boards you're doing well at work you just finished the CPA, um, and you are literally, you know, living on top of the world, going to galas, different things like that, and just really, you and your future husband are living your uh, your best lives, and little do you know that um, you, once you get married, soon after um you will be given the opportunity to of one of god's greatest gifts of bearing a child and you will also go through a process of shedding yourself Hmm. and it's okay all of the time and um all of the time that you have spent within the first time that you started your career actually in undergrad all the way up until now um at this time period which is about 27 28 you have really tried to build your reputation as yourself as an individual whether that was um and in creating your identity around the people you are associated with, the organizations that you are a part of and the position that you hold or certificates or degrees that you have hold. And even though that might be important to you, the journey that you are about to be embark on, all of that does not matter. And so as you are pregnant and super excited, you're also very scared and nervous and confused a little bit because you were 
the the way you are being viewed right now is changing Mm. you used to be able to pick up stuff and do different things and be very independent but now everyone is trying to make sure that they are accommodating you because you're pregnant and also no one cares that you are amber smith the accountant you are now nicholas candace's wife and that's okay um because later on you know that you have decided to make this decision to become one with your best friend. And sorry, guys, it's Vita. Um, To become one with your best friend and to have the opportunity to be a mom to the most spunkiest, uh, charismatic, uh, a little bit stubborn, uh, (laughs) uh, terrific two-year-old. And oh, obviously later on down the line, now you're just pregnant. <laughs> um, but as you are making decisions to give up your career temporarily, whether that is um, giving up or leaving, um, deciding to give notice to your employer as they are giving you notice of a promotion uh, if you stay. Um, and that's a hard pill to swallow Mm -hmm. also um also coming back and uh knowing that you have just now taken on a new position and you're not quite sure um how that's going to impact your career after you come back from maternity leave um and and then also the, and it kind of talks a little bit on Taylor, I'm kind of going off a little bit of a tangent, but mm-hmm. also you need to stop eating um, and going through the drive through to cope with your emotions. Mm-hmm. You will find out later on down the line that it is not healthy mm-hmm. and it also will put you at a detriment and caught whether that's mental and physical as you continue your pregnancy mm-hmm. you are now getting close to your pregnancy and you have gained almost 70 pounds mm-hmm. and you cannot breathe you cannot do too much of anything that you normally used to do so your whole like right now you uh one thing I would tell you is that you wanted so much to be independent, but now everyone has to do everything for you because you have allowed yourself to emotionally be taken over by things that honestly, Amber, don't really matter. (laughs) They don't matter. Now you are having your baby and you're at home and you're continuing this mindset of independence, of the control. And little do you know that in a week after from coming home, that you are going to end up back in the hospital due to complications of your pregnancy. And you're going to have to continue to keep going through that for six weeks, going back and forth to the doctors in the hospital until you are finally in the hospital for a week. Um, 
dang near almost about to die because your fever has escalated to 104 degrees and they have found an infection in your body due to your c-section that you have had mm-hmm. and you are losing control and this is the time period that would be very important for you to really get in your bible really get in and really get into the support that you have around you and you have learned that as you continued after this until you've gone home. Little did you know all of the worrying that you had about your job, it's now gone two months after you've been back to work. You are in a very bad place mentally and it's because you're not thinking of the things that are important. The networking and the emotional EQ and the relationships that I have told you about in the previous letter, the fact that you have spent time genuinely getting to know people, that comes back full circle. And you are able to get um, support to be able to get a position within three to four weeks after being let go from the prior one. Mm -hmm. But little do you know, and you, little do you know, you're so worried and so trying to gain control of everything that you don't understand that you can't control anything. And that's very apparent. Your first week, the whole office shuts down due to pandemic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so at this point, I would tell you that you need to get your affairs in order. You need to really have a self-reflection about what is important to you. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, all of these jobs and titles and different things that you are so worried about don't matter because you have you will learn that as you continue to regress back into getting going through the drive-thru and, and, and eating fast food. And now a, six months later, you have gained over 30 pounds again in a quick period due to your emotional eating. You will spend time, little do you know, taking the next year to shed off all of that weight, but it will be very hard. It'll be the hardest thing that you've ever done. And not only physically, mentally too, because you have acknowledged, like I'm telling you now that you had postpartum depression Mm -hmm. little do you know prior to you even having the baby Mm -hmm. so I will just tell you now as as of today Mm -hmm. and talking to you uh, as of the last three years that you are in a place where you know what matters now Mm -hmm. and that is to the love and the support of your family and the life that God has been allowed, has allowed you to, to have right now. So it goes back again to the high school and it goes back again to the, the, uh, young adult, you're stubborn. Um, but you will continue to learn the hard way, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but at this point of your life, you have understand that 
Um, life is too short. It is too short to sweat the small things. And your life has a purpose right now because you could have not been here. There's a lot of Black women that have gone through a lot of different things when it comes to women's health and pregnancy that you were spared. Mm -hmm. So now it's time for you to do the work and pour back, give back, spend your time getting back into church, spend your time pouring into your sisters and spend your time really focused on killing it at work but don't kill yourself over work Mm -hmm. and you continuously have to learn that lesson, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you're working really hard every day to make sure that you're being productive and that you're doing something that you enjoy. So I just want to let you know that I love you. Continue to try to be a, um, an inspiration for others. Continue to try to push yourself to the max and don't give up. And I would like to acknowledge all that you said, because I do definitely think that you're inspirational. I think that you are a very hard, I was going to say hard worker, but I was, I just think that you are very engaged and like, um, I don't know, charismatic is the word uh, about things that you put your mind to you're very headstrong in that way Mm -hmm. and so it's it's very um very nice to have you as my sister and I love you (laughs) thank you as my big sister and um also for those who are wondering about Amber said um postpartum before she had the baby and then I was like well, they still call that postpartum. Um, so if you are curious, there are prenatal depression resources out there. Prepartum is also another way they put it. Um, and then uh, chronic depression just in general. Um, as part of being pregnant, you carry everything with you. So mm-hmm. um if you're looking for resources, they're out there and um, don't be afraid to ask for help. And I think that's hard. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's so hard to one, recognize and two, like mm-hmm. when not to dig too much into your story, but at this point I'm being recorded. Yeah. People I know have told me that they're listening. Yeah. And so at this point, I've already put it out there. Well, I just wanted to say about the fact of like, you were already like feeling like not a charity case, but like just not as autonomous as you felt Mm -hmm. before being pregnant. And so I can only imagine the added layer Mm -hmm. of the mental block of like even acknowledging that these were what you were going through, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I remember having conversations with Nicholas about changing my last name and he was like he at the end of the day obviously he wanted to be me to be a Candace and mm -hmm. obviously I am a Candace yeah um but if I'm being really real I did not want to have to go through all the paperwork and different things of changing that Mm -hmm. and still there's a lot of things to still say Smith Mm -hmm. um, on them 
but uh, it came down to, I wouldn't say he threatened me, but because <laughs> my husband, he's not really, uh, he's not confrontational at all. He's petty, but he's, he's nowhere confrontational. He's more passive aggressive. He's yeah. very passive aggressive. Um, <laughs> but he just was like, well, if you don't want to do the work that you need to do in order to change your name, um, just know that Junior and I will be a Candace and you'll just be a Smith. <laughs> <laughs> And so figure out how you're going to explain that when you have two separate last names. And obviously it was in jest. So, but it really made me think to myself, like, do I even want to have to explain myself? And then also too, you've made the decision and, uh, and obviously to ladies and men, I guess, you don't necessarily have to take on that dominant partner's last name if you, or whatever the agreed upon partner's last name um, is you know, you don't have to, there's a lot of women that hype, um, hype in their name. Um, there's a lot of women, women that do a lot of different things, um, and men, um, and in different cultures, sometimes the man takes on the woman's last name and vice, you know, or vice versa, or obviously in our culture is vice versa. Mm -hmm. And so I think, and I was having this conversation with, um, some of, uh, our friends that we had over a couple months ago, and it's that was probably like the first step to becoming no longer Amber. And I think the whole like postpartum and prepartum thing, I don't think that I acknowledged it until I started on my weight loss journey mm-hmm. and understanding control. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to dig in a little bit when you were talking about your body um, um, letter to yourself, mm-hmm. because I feel like in your case, it was more of kind of a yin yang. For me, it was just like, I just want this Culver's cheeseburger (laughs) to make me feel better. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, did it really make me feel better? No, it didn't in in my mind because of the chemicals and maybe things that are in it. Mm -hmm. But I just wanted to ask, um, what do you mean by yin yang, like of the body thing? Like, oh well, sorry, you had mentioned mm-hmm. going bulim the the yeah, um, yeah, the yeah. letter talking about going bulimic, and then mm-hmm. uh, I always pronounce it wrong. Anorexic, anorexic, anorexic bulimic. Yeah, yeah, like how those are just two large spectrums. Mm-hmm. One um, is more of binging, and the other one is more of fasting. Mm-hmm um well, it's more than yes <laughs> but I, I, I get what yeah. you're saying yeah, abstaining yeah. from food yeah, and and sometimes even high um intense exercise with mm-hmm. no um nutrients mm-hmm. um I didn't want to I'm sorry if I offended you no, by that no. uh but I was just saying like mine was more of it wasn't even binging I well I guess it kind of is binging because I'm eating you yeah, know like, it, But when I think of binging, I think of eating and then like you force yourself to throw up and maybe that's my ignorant view of, uh, of, of the disorder. Well, so binging in general is just eating more than necessary, Mm -hmm. like in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then maybe I think, uh, uh, purging is Mm. usually how people would put it. And so, um, with purging, it's, binge and then purge so it's got it and then there's you know there's like a lot of um there's a lot of different ways that people go about being about anorexia and Mm -hmm. different eating disorders that are even there but the biggest thing about it is um 
with bulimia you don't necessarily have to binge like you don't have to eat a lot to do it um another thing is with like control in general Mm -hmm. it's funny because it it can manifest in different ways Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so as in lack of control can be like well I can control this burger going in my mouth and that tastes good and it makes me happy like that's a control thing yep um as well as the other way around like I'm not happy about everything what I look like or what's going on so I can control this one thing or um yeah it's just kind of yeah and it's it's interesting to me because it's like you get the same cause leads to different outcomes yeah and I mean that when you think of and I'm not saying this is for all bodybuilding but when I saw like Nicholas bodybuilding obviously he wasn't you know um doing anything extreme and he had a um a trainer that was really good but it was more of, um, I just think of, he w- would have conversations and um, Nicholas is very uh, much a person of information. He likes to consume large volumes of information in multiple different ways and bodybuilding is one of them. And we would sit down and watch like YouTubes and Netflix and different videos that he would watch and just thinking about how they had self-image, like mm-hmm. when they're preparing for their competition and they're having to do all these different things to get their body shaped and prepared, sprayed, tanned, you know, posed, whatever. And if you eat the one wrong thing or like, I can remember his trainer saying, hey, I can see you're a little bit bloated down here. What are you eating? And then he would tell him and then he was like, well, you need to cut this because X, Y, and Z. To, in order to look at, a, at himself in a, a particular way mm-hmm. and so when I'm thinking about that like you're when you're in that field and granted this is speaking from an outside person so anybody that is in that field I, like please educate me you are constantly trying to run a rat race on someone's view of how you should look for a particular prize and 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 you are you are known on the pedestal to be one of the fittest people or the nicest person people that are in the world because of your body physique Mm -hmm. but is what you are um doing healthy you know and if you are eating you know only the basic things is that going to be sustainable for your overall health as you continue to get older yeah and so um I I'm shaking my head because um, one thing, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's like, what, 80 now or something like I don't that? Think he, is he that old? I don't know. He's probably not that old, but <laughs> his skin's been through it. Anyways, um, Taylor's so, not a fan. <laughs> I mean, it's not that I'm not a fan. It's just the truth. Um, the Terminator. Um, the thing about that is, is like, no, it's not sustainable. Um, it's when you're at, so I'm interested in bodybuilding or, um, Mm -hmm. just body competitions because bodybuilding is a specific category versus physique, swimsuit, and then there's, um, wellness is another category. Um, but you, uh, you don't stay at competition, like, body for more than I think like a week 
um, mm-hmm. typically. I'm not, I'm not that educated on that, but mm-hmm. typically you shred and you do all these crazy things at the end to look that way. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm following this one um, bodybuilder right now on Instagram. And I was like, she lost so much weight in like the first six weeks and it's just wild because Mm -hmm. I'm thinking like you know I'll get there and then I see like her poster before and after and it's like how is that even possible to do Mm -hmm. that in six weeks Mm -hmm. but anyways um yeah it's really it's really a, a a mental commitment because you you can't rely on your vice of food to feel better there's no way um the only thing that you can maybe do is exercise (laughs) to make yourself feel better drink some water Um, I can see Nick's um mental health like declining fairly quickly and I think that's why he never ended the or participated in the competition because I think he maybe thought he might get hooked to mm-hmm. it um but I don't know he's always talked about we should probably um one of my good friends is yeah, a, bodybuilder. a bodybuilder yeah that'd be an episode no who are you talking oh. about no I'm talking about Sam oh yeah. Samantha oh that's a girl yeah but I thought no yeah. no yeah, no okay. oh. I don't even talk to him like oh. that that oh. much anymore oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. yeah um, Sam just did a competition because yeah, she th- was getting ready during your birthday because we were talking about it. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and she's uh, she's actually been to one of her competitions and um she, i think she did medal i think she medaled in that one she's been to who's i've been to one of her oh you one said of her. she's been to one sorry of i'm sorry you- i it's double yeah. check yeah no uh i have been to one of her competitions but this was like when I still live in Chicago um but anyways all right guys we said it was going to be a long one and it hasn't so we're gonna wrap this on up let's wrap it up so So Taylor what's the self-care tip for the week so this episode was a little bit more on the heavy side um so there's no self-work to do this week that's (laughs) that's the kicker um, what we do have is some new music to get into. Well, actually, it's not new, but something an album that I do like to listen to. And it was released this year, so it's technically new. Um, I think it was at the beginning of the year, though. But um, Snow Allegra, um, she is kind of like the new Alicia Keys, if you ask me. Um and so today I just put on her album and music is my muse. So it really changes the way I perceive things and it helps me um, get through the day and everything like that. It sets the mood, all of the above. So the name of the album is called Temporary Highs in the Violet Skies. And oh, it, it's a, like name. a really good name. And of note, the track that I think y'all should listen to is called Violet Skies. Okay. Um, I also think Temporary Highs was one that I liked a lot too. Um, they're in, uh, and, um, 
in order. They're in sync with the, uh, not in sync. I don't know what word I'm looking for. It's kind of okay. late. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> either way, they are right after each other in the um, playlist. And then there's also another song called Tangerine Dream. Okay. That I like that one a lot. Um, it's kind of like a good vibing, right in driving somewhere type of song it's kind of giving me summer vibes but we're we're in the fall now but you know it's it's nice um so yeah that's the album temporary highs in the violet skies um we have our special guest that came to visit us tonight vita oh wait it's not vita it's junior it's both of them (laughs) you say hi to everyone podcast no you don't want to talk no. <laughs> <laughs> um well that's cool i'm gonna have to add that you said spotify um this one's on spotify um because that's just what i listen to that's my platform of choice but okay. um as far as where you can get it i think it's on all platforms um i feel like you got you have talked about um her before yeah yeah, I have. I have to check out this elect. Uh, what's her name? Snow Allegra. Uh, Snow Allegra, because I remember you and Brian having a conversation about Snow Allegra. She is really pretty. She has a beautiful voice. Okay. Um, another song that you have probably heard a sample of because it's on Drake's. Um, forget the song but it's called time okay um and that was on her she's just amazing honestly it's on her phil's album and the phil the phil's album is really good too so um like every time i pull up each (laughs) every time i pull up each album of hers i have something like loved in it so um okay yeah well that's it for the self-care tip slash just bit for the week. <laughs> um, choose your music wisely. Yes. <laughs> That's the tip. Um, yeah, it can definitely set a mood yes. in a good or a bad way. Um, so with the self or with the grind tip. So Taylor, thank you for the self-care tip. For yes. the grind tip this week, um, I'm going to kind of like go back and forth as we go through this season and provide like podcasts because I did tell you guys I was a podcast junkie um but then also just provide continually provide um, lessons that I've learned and so um this week with everything that as we're getting into the the cold months and um we're doing we're getting prepared mentally just in general not even outside of the pandemic holidays and etc one of the things that happened this week that I thought was a good refresher, that's a good reminder, is that Facebook went down, Instagram went down, uh, what was that, yesterday? And WhatsApp, yeah. um, I think it was Monday. Monday, it's Wednesday now, and it went down for almost six hours, and so um, I had been listening to the news and trying to figure out, like, what the hell happened, because honestly, I thought my, I thought I was gonna have to call at and and get mad because because <laughs> I thought like you know the service wasn't working I'm like this is trash yeah um and that actually wasn't even the case they mentioned too that um the uh, login so if you logged into certain apps on your phone using your Facebook ID as your username and password those apps were also impacted um mm-hmm. which I thought was crazy too so 
I'm not quite sure how you guys utilize that time for the rest of the day, but I know for me, um, I just filled it with podcasts, talked to friends, obviously, like, um, not all day, because it, we, we all have to work, but um, it was just refreshing to kind of be in a little bit of a detox from social media, mm-hmm. and so it's, I think, like, one, tell me what you think about um, how you felt about it with the detox, but I think it's an important reminder as we are solely being, you know, back at background family or holidays coming up or people like to travel and different things like that. And people also have time off. They're consistently always scrolling through social media to fill time out of their boredom um, and then going through the comparison game. Um, Protect your mental health. So, you know, if you need to go ahead and take a detox from social media, um, to be refocused, to per, to be able to enjoy those moments that you are, um, like you're with family and friends, I would behoove you to do that. Um, so that's what I will leave with you today. Aww. It was a good little reminder to our to myself that sometimes it's good to just yeah. log off. So. Yeah. I personally didn't notice it was that long honestly I like opened it a few times and I was like oh that's weird (laughs) well it was I I normally um use it for my workout group and so when Uh, it went down and people weren't posting and I was having trouble trying to post things I needed to post every day uh, I was like what the hell is happening uh, yeah um mine was just Instagram because I don't get on Facebook yeah 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 and whatsapp i already um transitioned out of which should also be maybe a motivation for other people to transition out of whatsapp and go into signal um Hmm. signal is the same idea the platform's not like the best yet it's getting slowly better and better um but it's more safe if you're worried about like cybersecurity and also just like having your information put into like conglomerates like Facebook, which I don't really care for myself. Um, that's why I have an Apple phone. I have an iPhone and I use Instagram and everything mm-hmm. like that. Um, so just for your consideration, it's a reminder that cybersecurity is also important. So for sure. So, all right, Taylor, so where can you find us? You can find us, ironically, on Instagram, <laughs> if it's working, at <laughs> Um, You can also email us, send us a fan letter, let us know how much you love us or hate us, whatever, <laughs> um, to theinnercircle.podgals at gmail.com. Yes. Yeah. And um, please continue to subscribe um and follow on all podcast platforms and please 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 share this episode or other episodes that we have in the past um with your friends and family so that we can meet our goal of a thousand by the end of the year yes love so all right guys well we appreciate you hanging in there with us this is a long episode um but i hope you guys enjoyed it